Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to HGO, the show where we talk about everything that's hot in the world of gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host with the co-host. It's Hunter. Hey, Hunter, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just swell. How's life going for you? I'm living. You know, I'm apparently in Winter Wonderland because um, it's like one. O'clock, it's half twelve in the in the morning. And my parents forgot to turn the Christmas lights off in the garden, so uh, I'm in I'm in Santa's grotto. Apparently, we're also joined by the Weeb Wonder himself. Kyle, hey Kyle, how's your little tree doing? Uh, it's doing well. Still alive. Haven't killed it yet. It's definitely a very real tree. I mean, mine looks a bit also. dead, to be honest. Like, you can't <laughs> even tell. Your lights are better than mine. <laughs> but now, how are you doing, Kyle? You doing alright? Yeah, dude. Uh, dug myself out of 20 million feet of snow. Uh, mm. We're back. Back from the ashes. Like a, like a mighty phoenix. We live. We continue. We carry on. Here we are. 39. How inspiring. Wow, how inspiring. <laughs> I, I can't believe how inspiring that was, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah, episode, this is, if you didn't know, this is episode 39 of HGO, where every week we come together to talk about everything that we love in the world of gaming. You can find us on podcast services everywhere. Uh, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, you name it, we're on it. Uh, please leave us a rating if you do use those services so that we know that you like the show. We really do appreciate it. If not, you can find the video version every Monday at 5 p.m. UK time, 12 p.m. Eastern at the Giggers YouTube channel. You just search the Giggers on uh, YouTube. will be the first thing you find. Or you can go to bit.ly slash the Giggers. And while you're at it, hit us with a sub. Uh, can you get us 75 subs for Christmas? That's the question. Please. I just want this to be over. <laughs> I don't want to do the run, the crash, the drunk crash run, which we have got promised at 75. I just want this. I just want to stop pestering people for subs. So please, stop. <laughs> <laughs> please. I'm begging you. We really would appreciate it though. Um, with a house, mm. we're coming close to the end of the year. Um, current gigas, pl- the HDO plans are next week. Miles Morales spoiler cast because we haven't done a spoiler cast in a while. And then either the week after that, the week after that is Christmas week um we'll either have something up to do with game of the year or it'll be the week after we haven't decided one week we are having off uh i'd like a couple of weeks off but youtube will probably kill us if we do that um so <laughs> we'll see what happens we might have to pre-record some stuff but those are our plans for the rest of the year and then what who knows what 2021 will bring hopefully a better year than this shit one it's been over a minute <laughs> um other than that i think uh, i'm good oh housekeeping again hunter released an age of calamity review on the youtube channel um go and watch Woo! it because it's really good and you should go and watch it and leave a like it because is. um yeah you should go do that it's pretty good thank you uh, maybe we'll have more reviews up by the end of the year i'm trying but at the same time um i've lost motivation because i've finished these games ages ago so it's like trying I, I'll, it's like trying to review a game from like a month ago where you're like i think i have an idea of how it was Dude, I've been making that top 10 for my own channel and trying to recall what it felt like to play Doom, which felt like 10 years ago, is really hard. That's the that, that game's really nostalgic. That, Doom and Animal Crossing are really nostalgic because those were the first games we talked about on this show and they feel like yeah. a lifetime ago now. Um, know, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of housekeeping. Look how uh, much be- we've grown. <laughs> look, yeah, look at this. Look how great this show is. It definitely hasn't gone downhill um dude look at how many lights you have yeah dude, one light for every subscriber <laughs> <laughs> count them um it's true it isn't true um oh, uh, this week we're just gonna do a chill episode to be honest um we have nothing's really been happening we're gonna talk about the game awards because that's what you've been clickbaited here for um we're gonna talk <laughs> about uh some games that we finally have, have time to talk about cal's gonna talk about blaz blue 
I'm going to talk about a uh, game of the century, Bug Snacks, because I finally have finished it and played it. <laughs> of the century. Uh, and then Hunter's going to talk about Fury as well. So we've got plenty to talk about. Uh, let's get into it with uh, the first things first, guys. What a little event that we had happen the other day. Uh, the Game Awards 2020 happened. Um we did, a, me. we did a predictions video uh, last week. So if you want to see what people with hope look like, go and check out that video. Um, <laughs> or our podcast services. It was really funny. Go and watch our predictions because... Um, do you want to start with the predictions for the awards, Hunter, and then we'll talk about how well the show was overall? I feel like that's the right way to do it. Oh, yeah. Let's start with the awards because we did atrocious yeah. at predicting the announcements. Yeah, I don't think we got a single one, but... Um, <laughs> That, that poor was, guy in the comments who was predicting like everything I oh he like, went he was oh, even more ambitious than us and i was like you love to see it and then when you saw the arm like even my my low expectations predictions were all wrong and i'm like wow you love to see it <laughs> you love to see it anyway um last week we did go through every single category uh to predict what happened except for the uh, esports stuff. except for the esports stuff um and to be fair hunter we did surprisingly well uh, I'm just going to count them down because I should have put the number at the bottom of the screen. So I'm just going to count these now because um, I'm really good at counting, apparently. How many? It's 2, 6, 24, 23. 23 categories. We got it. Uh, 23 categories. And in total, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, uh, 6 categories. Only 6 car- categories. One or both of us messed up. Um, do your maths. Uh, that means that uh, 17 categories right was the winner. There you go. Uh, we got 17 out of 23 was the highest. Uh, and then the, se- the second person, so in second place, got 16 out of 23. Um, so we're going to go through these only now. Only lost because I threw for Hades. Yeah, only lost uh, <laughs> Hades. Um, we're going to go through these. Uh, yeah, so uh, best debut game, Phasmophobia won. Uh, I put Phasmophobia because I believed in the... Uh, I believed in the Twitch streamers voting. Uh, Hunter said Carrion and lost. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, best multiplayer, we both said Among Us. We both got it right. Best sports and racing, uh, we both said Tony Hawk. We both got it right. Uh, one little fun fact, Jack can't be here to defend himself. When I when we, when we they announced best sports and racing, uh, I said, oh, me and Hunter both put Tony Hawk as a lock. And Jack went, you put Tony Hawk as if he, as if he didn't believe that we were going to be right. He thought anything other than Tony Hawk. It was Tony Hawk. <laughs> Sit down, Jack. Who would have thought that the game that people actually liked would have won that? Yeah, I know. I don't even know what other games were up for nomination in that category. FIFA and MPA. Oh, oh, yeah. Scummy, we're going to make you buy the same Yeah, no one's going to vote for those. So, hey. Defy us, Jack. Video game reviewers. Good work, Tony Hawk. We're just going to nail. We nail nearly all of it. Uh, Best sim and strategy. We both put flight sim. We were both right. Don't doubt the the flight sim fans, guys. Don't doubt them. Uh, Best family (laughs) game. Animal Crossing. Obviously won. Uh, we both got that one right as well. The one of the uh, two categories where we both got it wrong, best fighting game, you put Undernight, I put uh, Grand Blue, the winner, Mortal Kombat. So we were all wrong. It was... Um... You know, I think I think we took a slight error in judgment there. We I think we went operated under the assumption that all of these outlets had like a fighting game person that would have yeah. <laughs> voted. Yeah. I think it was just, oh, people know Mortal Kombat, so they voted for it. So, I feel like, unlike know. Best Sports and Racing, where you do have people that actually play those games and know how scummy they are, I genuinely just think that this one was, we don't play fighting games, but hey, I know what Mortal Kombat is. Tick. And that's what happened. So, um, <laughs> yeah. That one was quite unfortunate. Uh, best Role-Playing Game. Uh, the winner was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hunter put Final Fantasy VII Remake. I put Persona 5 Royal because I believed I was a fool. Um, 
So there you go. Congratulations to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake won quite a few awards, which I was quite surprised with. So, hey, there yeah. you go. Um, Good work, Squeak. action adventure game. Uh, we both said Last of Us Part Two. We both said Miles should have won. Uh, the Last of Us Two did win, <laughs> and Miles still should have won because uh, I stand should've. by it. I stand by it to this day. Last of Us Part Two is not an adventure <laughs> game. It's not an adventure <laughs> game. Thank you. Adventures are supposed to make you happy. It's a depression <laughs> game. Yeah, exactly. It's a depression game. It's a depression game. Uh, best action. We both said Hades would win. Shocker. Hades won. Uh, yep. innovation and accessibility uh, we both went down with saying Last of Us 2 will win this, there's no way that anything else will win Last of Us 2 did win, there was no other way that any other game would win, I believe we laughed because we saw that Watch Dogs Legion got a nomination and the thing they showed was the fact that you could change the the UI colour and I was like, any game <laughs> every game should have that as an option What? why is that getting an award for that? had the eagle vision and that was it oh yeah assassin's creed had eagle vision as its accessibility which uh apparently just re just reusing mechanics year after year is which, innovation yeah, and accessibility not, yeah. even if that is helpful for accessibility not innovative because they've been doing it since the first game yeah exactly <laughs> exactly both of ubisoft's uh nominations there were a bit of uh, an interesting batch not gonna lie uh best vr game we both said half-life alex would win half-life alex won uh, I said shout out to Dreams. Dreams didn't win anything, but it did It did deserve some love because Media Molecule really did a good job with it. Best community support. We both said Fall Guys. We were both right. It was Fall Guys. Fall Guys deserves that because even though it, even if Fall Guys was such a flash in the pan, which by the way, new season actually looks really cool. So sh- shout outs to Fall Guys. Oh, yeah, new season, I'm actually going to go back and play it because it actually looks really good, unlike season two. Um but yeah, we bet the way that the four guys Twitter and the social media actually ran that ran still runs that game deserves an award. So fair play, well done. <laughs> Best mobile game, Among Us. We both said Among Us won. I remember saying, and I think you said this to us during the thing, Kyle, about how Genshin should have won. Uh, personally, yeah. I feel. Getting Genshin to be able to run on a phone is pretty impressive, yeah. whereas Among Us can really run on anything. He can so run on a paper. That's just my two cents. from high school. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I agree. It should have been Genshin, but fair play to Among Us. If the fact that it went to Among Us, though, which is an indie team of like three people, can't really complain. Um, yeah. So yeah, fair play. Best indie game. We both said Hades. Hades won. Shock of the century. Best ongoing game. Yeah. I had faith that it would be No Man's Sky. Hunter said it would be Destiny. It was No Man's Sky. So I take that dub. And to be fair, I think uh, Sean Murray, who's the lead, the, uh, the CEO of Hello Games, also thought it'd be Destiny because if anyone, if anyone's seen the award clip, this is the only award clip that I'd see. Go watch because Sean Murray literally was fucking. He laughed. He laughed because he, he like he was about to like take a drink or something because he was expecting someone else to win. He was like, "Wait, what? Are we won." Yeah. I mean, yeah, good for him. I'm not upset that I predicted this wrong. Yeah, shout you out. Know. It is a nice story. That game back to a really good game. So, um, well mm-hmm. done to Hello Games. Games for Impact. We both said Tell Me Why because we had faith in it. And yeah, Tell Me Why won, which is great because um, Tell Me Why is a really great game. Best performance. Hunter said Laura Bailey. I said Ashley Johnson, but it will be Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey won. Um, good for her. Really deserves it, <laughs> in my opinion. Especially after, even after, I think, especially after everything she went through um and the risks that she took with that role even if you don't like the game i think she deserved that award um yeah especially over some of the others um not gonna name names ghost of tsushima um 
<laughs> Best audio. Hunter said uh, The Last of Us Part 2. I said Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Last of Us Part 2 did win, so well done, Hunter. Uh, surprisingly, uh, Ghost of Tsushima really only won one category other than the people's vote, which I thought was extremely yeah. interesting. And it was Highway Robbery, too. We'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> we'll get into it in a second. Best um, score of music is the second one that we both got wrong. Uh, Hunter said Hades. I said The Last of Us Part 2. Final Fantasy Seven Remake won Best Soundtrack, which is an interesting one to win. Second year in a row, this category got the shaft. If you it's put together a, the a weeding out of the nominations and the... Uh, Oh, acceptance speech it mm. clocks in at barely a minute the fact that the fact that one it wasn't in the main show the fact that fucking best creator was a part of the main show but best soundtrack wasn't was a crime for one it's so annoying you couldn't take mm. out one of those musical performances that weren't pertinent you couldn't like the mario <laughs> medley it couldn't be turned into a best music of the year how they did like a motif of game of the year music. They were like, oh, music's so important. Four of the Look, nominations were nominated for game of the year, too. Music was essential to the design <laughs> of a lot of these games. They did a whole melody of all of the game of the year nominations, yet the actual soundtrack award, like soundtrack award was in the pre-show. And also, I think Austin Wintry on Playwatch Listen, second week in a row was out on our Playwatch Listen, said that he also thinks it's a crime because apparently he's actually talked to some of the winners, uh, like some of the nominees. They did record, all of them recorded uh, acceptance speeches on the assumption that they were going to be a part of the main show. So, wow. yeah. So, <laughs> so that's really dodgy. Tom Holland got more time introducing Nolan, Nolan North. North. To present a, an award yeah. than this whole category did. Yeah. It was frustrating. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. I also agree that Final Fantasy VII Remake, I love the music of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think it's great. But at the same time, I don't think it should have won. I think there were better soundtracks in that category. I mean, if Hades mm-hmm. is going to win, I can accept that Final Fantasy VII did. It's yeah. not as egregious as this other category that will... Let's talk about it right now. Hades. Best art direction. Uh, Hunter said oh, Hades. I said yes. Ghost of Tsushima will win, no doubt about it. Ghost of Tsushima won, no doubt about it. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. I was so confident on this one, because I was like, if there's... A- Did I say... I swear I said to you, Hunter, that if there was any... If there was any category that Ghost was going to win, it was this one. And you were like, I still think Hades is going to win it. And I was right. <laughs> Hades looks better. People with eyeballs should be able to tell. <laughs> I would have accepted Ori winning because Ori also looks really, really cool. But yeah. Ghost of Tsushima is the 3D action adventure kind of game with some fancy filters. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, but still, there you go. Best narrative, we both said The Last of Us Part 2. <clears throat> Last of Us Part 2 won, obviously. Um, best game design slash best game direction. Last of Us Part 2 won. We both said Last of Us Part 2, which I think is an interesting one, because someone because uh, uh, best game direction, someone said the award specifies its creativity and direction, but then someone also brought up a very valid point that uh, work hours are direction as well, and how yeah how the game yeah. made its direction, and The Last of Us shouldn't have won it, and I 100% <laughs> agree with you. Last of Us shouldn't have won it. This is- that was definitely like the most divisive category from what I've seen. Yeah. Post show. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, say what you want, whether you love, whether you hate the last of us part two, I think everyone's in agreement that a game that crunches like that should not be up for best game direction. Just like how 
mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2077 next year, spoiler alert, should not be put up for best game direction. Um, yeah. I don't think it will. Has anyone seen that P- the base PS4 version? Oh. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, still, I don't think, I think any game that has mandatory crunch and has a really bad example of crunch should just be instantly out of this category. And I think Jeff should do a better job at that personally. And then finally, game of the year, Hunter said Hades. I said the last of us part two. We were literally neck and neck for the very end till the very end. Uh, last <laughs> part two won. And, uh, I came out as on top. And here you go. Wow. A crown. Thank you. Let me grab that real quick. I don't have a crown on this side to like pretend to put on, unfortunately. <laughs> oh man, that could have been a really good <laughs> gag. If you did. Yeah, I don't have money. to <laughs> make no, I wear it for you. Yeah. You can wear it. For- oh, that's perfect. Well done. You look straight out of, you look straight out of, you look like, do you know what you remind me of? And Cal's going to hate that. I'm going to make this reference. Sora. And we might Kenny. be thinking this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> It's, I have a picture it's the crown of in the chair. It was, like... it was crooked and you were sitting there like that. It was genuinely the exact yeah. same pose story. <laughs> I have a picture of me sitting on like the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones oh. and one of my other friends has said the same thing. I'm like, oh, why, why, do, why, why Sora? People? Uh, but there you go. So in the end, the first that's inaugural game of the year. Yeah, that's where our dumbass brains go. The first inaugural game of the year predictions. Uh, for the awards, Ethan won in a narrow victory. We shall celebrate. Um, well done, me. Commiserations, Hunter. Maybe next year. Um, Hopefully, next year. Maybe we'll get next year. Maybe next year. Oh, yeah. Or Breath of the Wild Two comes out, and we just easily know which game we're going to vote for because there you go. I mean, my heart really when Breath of the Wild Two comes out more than likely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So those were our wins. Let's talk about the show itself, right? Um, I'm going to throw it to you, Kyle, first because um, hello, you know you're not you're usually you're the person that I say you keep up to date with current games, like all everything that's going on in the world in gaming. I'd say you keep up to date the least out of me and Hunter and you probably. It's true, I do. Like me and Hunter are I playing do. nearly everything, whereas you are very much our go-to for very specialist opinions on certain games. I'm aware of things coming out. Mm-hmm. but I usually don't follow up on getting them just because they don't really interest me. Yeah, exactly. So as someone who is not really there for the awards because you haven't even played half of the games, for the reveals, how did you feel? How did you feel the show was, all the little curl? Be as brutally honest as you want, remember. After... <laughs> okay. After the first Smash Bros. trailer, yeah. I zoned out. I could not care about anything else that was shown. Like, the, that opening three minutes of the show, that was the peak, and the rest was just falling off. I, I can't imagine how it must have felt for people who don't like Smash Bros. to go th- to watch the game show. But pretty shit. Because there was really just nothing there yeah. that interested me uh, yeah. at all. It, how about you, Hunter? How about you? What did you think uh, of the show as a whole? As a whole, it was lacking. Honestly, it felt like even it felt like it was very ad heavy, and I don't mean just the trailers. I mean like mm-hmm. I felt like there were more ads that I didn't care about more yeah. so than other years. That's something I might just that, yeah. be crazy. No, 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 I, I brought people it up. People like to make jokes about the Chick Hydro Man and all that from like 2016, but <laughs> I feel like that was the only time that I was being harassed by things I didn't care about, and at least it was funny. <laughs> yeah, in some capacity. 
it did feel, especially towards the second half, like they were cutting, they were going, okay, we'll be right back after this a lot more often. Like for the first 25, yeah. 30 minutes, I don't remember an ad break. But then as as soon as it started going, it felt like there was an ad break like every 10 minutes. And I was like, this is kind of getting a bit annoying now. Um, like Jeff just needed to fill time, fill that three hour time slot. Which it was. It it ran its course <laughs> real quick. My yeah. Biggest, my biggest gripe with the show as a whole, and to be fair, this isn't Jeff's fault. You can't blame Jeff for the world premieres because he's he, he can only do so much with what he's given. He right? only, yeah. yeah, like Jeff's trying yeah. his hardest, and I want to say this: I have massive, I still have massive respect for Jeff Keighley for putting on this show. Or basically, he's doing this by himself. As, like he doesn't have he doesn't have a massive company behind him that's helping him do this. He does this very much with a small team of people. Gets it to happen every year, brings the community together. But at the same time, those fucking reveals were we thought last year was lacking. This year, mm-hmm. there was Smash. There was Mass Effect, which we'll talk about Mass Effect, and then there was Perfect <laughs> Dark. Those were the main three. And I don't know about you guys, I didn't even realize that it was Perfect Dark until they said Joanna at the end, and then the Perfect Dark thing came up. I'm like, oh, Perfect Dark. Yep. It looked. I was yeah. like. I mean, there were a couple that piqued my interest, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. They weren't like super substantial. It was mm-hmm. rough, um, especially because it ended on Mass Effect. Um, do you want to talk about Mass Effect real quick? Because <laughs> yeah, let's do it now. <laughs> cool. Um, so, for the ill-informed, Ethan, when did we first hear about Mass Effect? On N7 Day, which is in October. I think it's October 7th, right? Is that uh, Mass Effect Day? When's Mass Effect Day? Is it October or November? I'm going to look it up. I thought it was N7, like November 7th. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. It's probably November 7th, not October. I've just probably got my mind. I haven't actually played Mass Effect. Yeah, November 7th. Thank you. Right. If everyone knows, as everyone knows, including me, because I'm a real (laughs) intellectual, Mass Effect Day is on November 7th. Anyone that says otherwise is a fucking idiot. Um,. And on N7 Day... Didn't know Mass Effect Day was a thing. Yeah. Neither did Mass Effect fans, really. They just, every so often they go around... They, every so often they remember that November 7th is Mass Effect Day and they spend the day complaining about the ending to Mass Effect 3 and how terrible Andromeda was. That's what they do on that day. It's an, it's an annual day to remember nice. the failings of Mass Effect at times. Um, <laughs> and this year they announced the Mass Effect Remaster trilogy where they're bringing up the original three games to PS4 and Xbox One remastered. And everyone was excited. And at the end of the blog post, they were like, oh, we have one more thing. We're excited to announce that Bioware is working on the next entry in the Mass Effect franchise. Here's a screenshot. We don't have much to talk about, but we'll talk about it soon. New Mass Effect is coming. And then here we are now, a month and a half later, and I think Mass Effect (laughs) forgot to show us the Men in Black flashy thing that erases our memories because they tried to pull another reveal on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a longer amount of time, but it gave the same amount of information. Yeah. It was another teaser. Just they were like, Mass Effect will return. Yeah. Mass Effect will return, which is everyone has made the joke on the internet. It's the worst name for a Mass Effect game uh, ever. Uh, don't worry, I'm not the first to make that joke. And trust me, I won't be the last. People will still be making that joke until uh, they give it an actual name. Um, But. um. God, it was as if everyone forgot. It was as if they were like, oh, everyone's forgotten that we've already announced this game. So they were like, let's announce it again. We see, we've seen it happen before, right? Where they were like, oh, Zelda, we're working on a Zelda for the Wii U. And it disappears for a while. 
And then it comes back and they're like, this is the reveal of Breath of the Wild. It's called Breath of the Wild. Here's the Great Plateau. Here's the actual game. Sorry, it's been a while. We're re-revealing it. Mass Effect was like, we're going to reveal it in a blog post and a screenshot. And then a month later, we're then going to have a reveal trailer where we reveal a couple of frames of animation. And then that's it. Dane will return. It's like they thought this game was like the last Guardian or something, where it took a 10 year <laughs> break in knowing something about it. Yeah, it was really weird. And the fact that the fact that they didn't even give it a name or anything, it was just Mass Effect will return. I'm like, that's it. We already knew. And then Jeff was like, great to see that Mass Effect's back. And it's like, we've all, we knew it was back. What the hell? It's not even back yet. It's more like a will be back. It, this, this is honestly like it's a work in progress at best. This is honestly like um, this is honestly like the Elder Scrolls Six when they announced Starfield. And then they were like, and then after that is Elder Scrolls Six because they've got to work on Dragon Age first. So they've got Dragon Age and then this Mass Effect game. It's like it's like Bethesda going a month beforehand. By the way, Elder Scrolls Six is in the works. Here's a screenshot. And then at uh, E3 they were like, oh guys, one more thing. It's finally time. And then they re- they show that Elder Scrolls tease and they're like, yeah, Elder Scrolls is back, baby. <laughs> Not until like three games have come out, but hey, how fun would that reveal to play? No. Dragon Age trailer that they showed didn't even give us any new information either. No, and the one narrated. Yeah thing that showed like cg what was that essentially what was that one game that everyone liked the look of the medieval game that they showed like a massive crimson desert crimson desert everyone because was looking was, yeah that. that looked pretty cool and i was yeah, that looked like a lot of fun yeah, unfortunately i dipped out because i was watching the marvel conference uh, on the disney side and that was apparently <laughs> the one interesting game and i missed it because i was too busy looking at <laughs> kevin feige <laughs> telling me what i'm gonna pay for um so <laughs> That was funny. So, do you want to explain what was the basic what that game is, Hunter, for people like me that weren't paying attention? Because that's one of the only things I feel should you should have go and look for. Okay, so I've only I didn't watch the trailer again, so I've only got my mm-hmm. memories of this hazy three hour extravaganza mm. to go off of here. But <laughs> Crimson Desert seemed to be this kind of big. I don't know if they said it was like an MMO type of thing. Or not, but it's like a big RPG. It's definitely an RPG, yeah. It's definitely an RPG. And the cool thing there was the the trailer started off with us just making fun of it because it was like a minute and a half of them just showing landscape. That's the only only bit that I did watch. And the landscape landscape shots were that boring. I'm like, this is nothing. I'm going to go check the Disney conference. And then that's, I heard you guys were having fun. I was like, well, I'm not swapping over now. They're talking about. I don't know why. And then the stuff is happening part started. Yeah, because then I was like, oh, but there's a Loki trailer going on. I've got to watch that instead of this. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then they finally started showing, like, the characters doing things, and it was Mm a... The combat looked really fluid and really kinetic, and you started seeing people in armor just busting out, like, wrestling moves. It was very, very (laughs) cool to see. Yeah. It was really awkward, it was really cool to see. I was yeah. I did see bits and bits and pieces, and from it, it did look interesting. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of those games that I will very much be looking forward to. I, like it's one of those games I where I'm like, I hope it's I hope it's good. Twenty two. Yeah, it's one of those again. It's one of those mm-hmm. games where they've announced it a bit like Suicide Squad, where they're like, "Here's a thing. See you in two and a half years," and it's just like, "Oh, okay." This actually had <laughs> gameplay though, so it did have gameplay, which is more promising oh, than true. Suicide Squad. True um yeah the other things that i guess we'll talk about is yeah perfect dark's back well done congrats to the people that have been waiting for it i hope you enjoy it 
it's one of those things where it's an interesting game. I don't really know what Perfect Dark really is because I wasn't, um, I hadn't played the I hadn't played the original, so I wasn't really too sure about what it was. This isn't one that I've played either. Like Perfect Dark is beloved. It is. But beloved. I haven't played it. So, but no, yeah. that'll be interesting. And it's again, it's nice to see that Xbox has got some exclusives coming, which is nice because on that eventual day that Todd Howard forces me to buy an Xbox to play, um whatever's next for Bethesda, <laughs> I'll at least have some other games to look forward to that aren't messes that Todd Howard has made at Bethesda, so that'll be fun. Um, you, you could just not buy the Xbox because Todd Howard told you to. Oh, but you know what? I, I love to hate Todd Howard, dude. I love to hate him, you know? He can literally sell me the worst thing ever, but I'll still be back for more the next time around. I'm a pro- I have a problem. Um, I didn't know you bought Ma- or, um, not Mass Effect, uh, Fallout 76. No, but I bought like 10 copies of Skyrim and they never patched the thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kept buying it. Um, I'm like, I'm like CD Projekt Red fans when they're like, oh guys, they'll patch it. It's okay. Buy the buggy mess now. They'll patch it guys. No, I'll wait. I'll wait until my game doesn't look like dump, dude. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, then the one other thing that Kyle can talk about, cause he did pay attention to the first three minutes, uh, was fighters part eight. <laughs> we should probably talk about it. Kyle, how was your reaction? Sephiroth joins the battle surprisingly dude, everyone dude so i'm i'm really excited for sephiroth i'm a bit upset that it, another one of our reveal guesses from our prediction video is wrong but you know three left we'll get one of them somebody from that video will get one of them that's right we won't <laughs> I feel like I feel like we need to I feel like we need to bring Yoshilla back and do another one because obviously that one was a failure. I'm like, let's try again, guys. Let's try again. I don't know, dude. The more it goes on, the more Mr. Driller seems like it's gonna happen. (laughs) It's true. true. But anyways. Yeah, go on. Um, Go on. I thought that this I thought that the Sephiroth trailer was done really well. I think that it started Mm -hmm. off very nicely, basically power scaling the world of light universe to where <laughs> Sephiroth can just one shot cut Galeem straight in half, the main villain of world of light I wish that and just in world of light personally, and just call it quits there. Yeah. And then the trailer starts and the trailer itself is just one giant homage to advent children, final fantasy seven, the movie yeah. that was really bad that nobody liked. But Namora's probably going to shot- try and do again in a remake, which I'm like, oh god, here we go again, dude. If he does it again, but does it good, I'm I'm here for he's it. 100% gonna but do like, it. He's 100%. But like, he's 100. I mean, the fight oh, scenes yeah. in Advent Children were cool. Just the movie itself oh, yeah. was a bit of a remake. Will never get- die. Remake will never die. Yeah, I'd even gone back to watch the Cloud Sephiroth fight from Advent Children recently, and I'm like, damn, this was like shot for shot recreations. <laughs> Yeah. in his trailer oh yeah the mario meme i forgot that that was a reference until i saw like a yeah. picture from advent children yeah i was like oh man sephiroth clean and pale this on purpose if you look at that <laughs> shame that yeah dude. they didn't do the same to mario <laughs> that would it's okay you, know, you can cloud you know, watching that trailer back something that made me laugh at uh that situation with mario is that cloud went to attack sephiroth while mario was still on the end of his sword <laughs> If you watch it back in slow motion, you can see Mario being flung away. 
But no, I think that the I thought that the reveal trailer was done really well. I love that when <sighs> Galim starts disappearing and then one and then one winged angel kicks in and you're like, oh my god, I have chills. One winged angel is so nostalgic for me. I didn't grow up with Final Fantasy VII. I grew up with Kingdom Hearts, but that those oh, opening notes of one winged angel still engraved into my head like it was so, it's yeah. iconic it was so funny i saw a load of reactions of people going oh it's kingdom hearts so that was like oh no <laughs> like <laughs> oh no like that was just funny mm-hmm. when i saw a load of people doing that yeah hunter what was your thoughts on seth seth oh well, i'm finally gonna buy this fighters pass too now i'm <laughs> min and steve are the two best characters in the fighters passes dude they're great big meme energy big meme <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so Sephiroth was exciting. I like Sephiroth. I think he's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all I really needed. Yes. <laughs> he, he started doing cool stuff in the trailer. <laughs> I think it will be interesting. He started be, doing cool stuff in game. It'll be interesting to see how he plays. I thought, I think, I, I think the trailer's still fine. I like the trailer, but at the same time, I said it to you guys, and I still stand by it. I think it's the weakest Fighters Pass trailer besides Byleth. And then maybe Hero, just because I'm not really big into Dragon Quest, so that isn't as hype for me. But the Dragon Quest does have some cool stuff happen in the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought it was fine. I like Sephiroth's inclusion. I think it's a good fit. Um, oh, I feel if kind nothing of, else, I all the feel kind of um, come out of it are just lovely. Yeah, yeah, the memes have been pretty fun. All the memes and fan art that have come out of it, like. I love, I don't know how people on Twitter work so fast, but I'm glad they do, because it's, it's great. It kept me busy for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you guys a question. We'll wrap the Game Awards up with one question, right? Because um, we all kind of agree that it was the Game Awards was at least a mixed bag. Was it 100% terrible? No. Was it brilliant? No. It was a mixed bag. I'll answer the question first because I did not tell you guys to think of an answer to this first. But my question that I'm going to throw to you guys is if Jeff could do one thing differently next year for next year's Game Awards to make it better, what would you request he that he does? For me, my request would be less sometimes less is more let's do less game reveals that are higher quality mm-hmm. if you can rather than just accepting everything i know jeff likes to help indies and I'm, i've got no problem with that it takes to look kind of cool like i don't mind smaller projects being showcased but there were so many like forgettable things being shown that i was like sometimes quality over quantity that might be my thing same with you also it awards quality over quantity if you have to get the sh- if you have to get stuff out in the pre-show, get the stuff out that people don't care about, like the esports and the content creator. Don't take mm-hmm. away like best soundtrack, best action games in the fucking pre-show, and then have a bit about esports in the middle. That's those are mine. <laughs> um, Kyle, I'll throw it to you first. What's your one request? I mean, from Papa Jack. you basically hit the two points I would have. You basically hit the two points I was going to bring up. Basically, you can cut the show by an hour. If you just remove some of the trailers and yeah. a lot of the filler, like three hours is a long time sink for a lot of people, especially for people that don't live in America like you, where it was like well going almost into the morning. It was in the morning. It was just 12 so a.m. till 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just trim the fat for next year. Yeah, That's a, really all I can ask. Yo, Hunter, are you there? Oh, there you go. It's 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 fixed. It's fixed. 
Uh, Hunter, okay. what's your one takeaway? What's what would you tell Jeff to do differently? One thing, but you know, more of just what you guys said. If find a way to you know condense it down, and you know, give all of the awards that are actually involved with the making of the game the respect that they deserve, not just mm-hmm. like the music, which I belabored the point of earlier, but all of them that also got shafted as far as that goes. Mm. Like content creators and esports, they wouldn't be there without the games. So it makes sense to relegate that to the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. And then my one final tip, Jeff, stop nominating Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve best ongoing game. They just keep adding skins. Stop. Yeah. That's enough. Can we dude. talk about the red versus blue reference oh, that, that they had? Oh, that was so the... cringe. That was on. Oh it was so. I don't know who that was for. I yeah. was excited to see Sergeant Griff for half a second, and then like I'm like, this is stupid. This if we have, like, yeah. if that's a Zender, if that's like a, if we have a diagram of like this, the cross section, Venn diagram. It's a Venn diagram. Thank you, Kyle. This this is the ninja fan base, and this is the red versus blue fan base. And if we put it on a Venn diagram, they stay over here. They don't fucking yeah. mingle at all. So, like, yeah. there's no overlap. I feel like people who play Fortnite yeah. are too young to know what red versus blue is, and people that watch and people red that know who blue. red versus blue is are too jaded to play Fortnite. Oh, definitely don't care about Ninja. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But no, that was very weird. Very weird. But there you go. There's our game game awards talk uh, to justify the clickbait from now. Um, uh, before we move on, there's oh, one more one game more that I thought go for it, Hunter. Cool. Go for it. The Callisto or Callista, I forget what it ended oh, with. Oh, the Dead Space right. people. Yeah, the Dead Space guy yeah. is making another horror game, and that is very pleasing because the first Dead Space game was really good, one of the best horror games to be outside of the sphere of Silent Hill or Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. So, and also coming in a time where both of those series were kind of on a downslope. So the first <laughs> Dead Space was really good and it kind of you know degraded in quality with each passing. Iteration, it'd be, but it'd I feel be like interesting to see how good it is. He's pro- he's he's gone on he's gone on record saying that they're trying to make the scariest game that they can possibly make. So let's <laughs> see cool. how true that is. I also want to give a shout out to Returnal for all, all making us think that it was PT and then getting disappointed. <laughs> yeah. so thank you for that one, Sony. Really appreciate that. <laughs> conditioning. That was funny. You see it. You see a door in a dark corridor. You see a white door in a home corridor that's really pitch black, like pretty dark. You just instantly think PT. So thank you for that one. I really appreciate it. Was, it was a good way to get our attention. And did we... The the release date was the new information. Yeah, there, March. Right? Like, yeah. That. Okay. Which now makes me think that Ratchet and Clank right. is probably April or May. It's probably my guess Maybe. from that. Maybe it's February. I oh, I, I think so, I think we know by now. So Ethan, yes. what you're saying about that trailer when you saw the door? Would you say that it gave you PTSD? Moving on. <laughs> Good one. And that's then. That's it for Game Awards. Also, surprisingly, Kyle's last appearance on <laughs> and the that's podcast. The show. Thanks for oh, watching. What, what a shame! This is your last time on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> last appearance on the podcast. Truly <laughs> tragic. Truly tragic. <laughs> uh, moving on. We're gonna. Talk- hey, I died as I lived. Yeah, uh, we're gonna. We're gonna Making uh, stupid jokes. If if, if we couldn't that's do stupid jokes on the podcast, this podcast wouldn't exist at this point. 
I think we'd be it's very it. true. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about some games that we've been playing uh, to wrap up the show because we thought we've done two whole weeks at this point. Um, we've, if we add the 40 minutes that we've just talked there to the hour and 50 that we did last time, we've done two and a half. We've almost done a Game Awards about the Game Awards. So let's um, talk about something else to wrap it up. Yo, respect. Uh, thank you. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe, <laughs> please. I'm not, I'm not going to stop please asking. Subscriber. Please. Um, you click the little bell icon. I heard. I hear it does good things. Oh yeah! Make sure you fill in those surveys as well, guys. Please yeah. fill in the surveys. surveys. Tell YouTube our podcast is life changing. Oh, like, hey, if I'm not, if we're not life changing, <laughs> then I don't know what is. We're moving on. Um, we're going to talk about some games that we've been playing recently. I'm going to start off because um, it's actually uh, I finally played Bug Snacks, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Woo! that game that we were joking about for many months of being game of the year. Um. I finally played it, and it's game of the year. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Imagine if it was. Imagine if it was. It wasn't. But what I will say is it's a really cool indie game that you should, if you haven't already, if you don't have a PS5 yet, but you're planning on getting a PS5 and you have PS Plus, add Bug Snacks to your library off the website because you can do that. Um, you don't have to own a PS5 to add it to your library. Um, oh, that was last month. It's No, it's, it's they're doing it for a couple of months. It's up until the end of February. Um, oh, they're giving it away nice. for an extended period of time, which is really nice. So go ahead, go do it because it's really fun. Um, the ba- the the best like um, the best description of the game I can give for anyone that hasn't played it and has just seen the weird trailers and thinking, how is this a game? Is <laughs> Pokemon Snap meets Ape Escape? If that makes sense, it is. It kind of does, and I hate it. It's, yeah, I hate that, that it makes sense. It's, it's Pokemon Snap meets Ape Escape, where your goal is there are sec- there are basically I think there's eight sections of the map. There's eight sections of the map. They're all different environments that you can go into, and each one has a set number of bug snacks. And your idea is you can take a photo of it, see what its weakness is, what it likes, what it's all about, and then you have to figure out a way to catch it. And so it very much is the oh, how do I get this aspect of Ape Escape of how the fuck do I get this monkey on top of this rock? God damn it. <laughs> the, oh, Pokemon Snap kind of. I need to get a good angle at it. I need to not scare it enough so I can get close enough to examine what it is and what its traits are and what its path is and stuff like that. Um, it's first person, which is also interesting. Um, and yeah, it's essentially, you're just tasked to go to this island of Bug Snacks and figure out what the hell's going on because... Um, the islanders have found these creatures called bug snacks, and the leader of your uh, the leader of the group called uh, Elizabeth Megafig, I think his name Elizabeth Megafig, uh, has gone di- vanished. She's just disappeared, and all the islanders have sca- have basically it's basically um what's that what's that book called? You know, with all the kids on the island, all the boys. Oh, what the fuck is that? Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Of the flies. Kind of like Lord of the Flies, except uh, instead of trying to kill each other, they all, you know how in Lord of the Flies, they're all together for a while, but then as soon as it starts to kind of get a bit edgy, they just all separate. They all like kind of just like fucking all for everyone for themselves kind of mentality. That's what it's like. So you're trying to get all yes. the islanders back together to Snacksburg, which is the main hub, and discover them... Uh, <laughs> And discover the mystery of bug snacks. What are bug snacks? (laughs) Yeah, Snacksburg, yeah. Um, All of the names, everything about, all of the names of everything are all puns. Hunter will love it. Every single, every single bug snack is a pun. (laughs) Every, every single bug snack is a pun. So for example, you have flying, you have uh, flying uh, Cheetos called Cheepoofs. You have, uh, Hmm. 
You have little like cow burgers with like little fries for legs called bungers, <laughs> and they'll wham you. Um, fun fact about Bunger, I think Bunger is the one voiced by Robbie Damon. I'd love to see it. Um, uh. <laughs> there are over 100 bug snacks to collect, and it's honestly really charming. Um, oh. this is re- also, yeah, Bug Snacks has like a weirdly good voice cast. A very good bug, a very good voice cast. Like a weird A list yep. uh, voice cast. You've got Fred Tattershaw, you've got uh, Yuri Lowenthal, Max you've Middleman. got Max Middleman, you've got Cassandra Lee Morris. Christina V. Christina V. There are so many people in this game. You even have have people like Robbie Damon in it, and he doesn't even voice an actual character. He's just there to voice Bug Snacks. He is there (laughs) to voice about a dozen Bug Snacks, and that's his job. You also have the theme song. You also have the theme song performed by Kira Kira Benito. Um, So, like... It's really funny. It's bizarre. Is it a horror game? No. Is there more to it than meets the eye? Like everyone was thinking, yes. And it's quite interesting how it turns out and what happens. Um, it's a really fun game. It's like eight hours long if you 100% it and you catch everything. The game mechanics are pretty well done. Uh, you have different catching methods. You start off with a net and it very much is, you put the net out, sorry, like a trap. You put the trap out, you run and hide. So the little strawberry will start crawling on its path again. And then you catch it um, to get in a net, to get in like a tether rope where you can just, tether a rope and then the, if something chases at you it'll stun them um and then it's got like that kind nice. of it's kind of got that um you uni- like the compatibility between items is quite useful so for example you have like a trap where you can like fling it's like a flinger and you can stick your trap on the flinger and use that to capture more bug snacks you can like the <laughs> traps to get them all in uh, there's also a little. Tr- there's also a strawberry bug snack in a rollerball that you put down and you guide him with a laser, and he'll follow your laser. It's really cute. Um, um, yeah, the game is really charming, and I liked it quite a bit. Um, it's really fun, and I think everyone should play it because I mean, it's free with plus. If you haven't, it's probably not that expensive anyway. And if you thought that, what man, Octodad was weird, that surely they couldn't make a weirder game. Yeah, they made a weirder game, um, <laughs> but it's actually quite good, and I would really recommend people actually try it. I'm surprised at how good it turned out to be. So if you like Pokemon, quite if you like the idea of Pokemon and Ape Escape being mixed and matched together, um, I'd recommend it. It's quite fun, um, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. So that's always good. Um, and it goes to some weird places near the end. Very weird. But hey, <laughs> very cool. Bug snacks is bug snacks, and yeah, it's 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 pretty great. I liked it quite a bit. Um, more than I thought I'd like it. I thought that I'd go into it going, oh yeah, bug snacks. It's the biggest meme on the planet. Everyone's like, game of the year. Yeah, I'll play it first on my PlayStation. What riot? Yeah, thinking it'd be pretty shit, but it's actually surprisingly really well made. Um especially for an indie game. Again, it's another game that was made by six people, over, like six or eight people, over the course of six years they've spent making bug snacks. So, yeah. <laughs> it was a passion project through and through, which started off, which I love, is they literally just took the idea of people saying, you are what you eat, and then were like, oh, well, if we do that again, literally, that is, you are what you eat, literally. Like, if you feed someone a strawberry, <laughs> your arms become strawberries. That's where they got the idea from. Um, <laughs> but yeah, very much recommend it. Very good game. Um, definitely should be the first game you play on PS5, not Miles Morales. <laughs> Miles Morales. 
or devil may cry yeah bug snacks is king of the <clears throat> launch games um so there you go i've said enough about bug snacks but yeah very good game would very much recommend everyone plays it uh hunter you've played a game recently what have you been playing uh i've been dabbling in this game called fury it's an indie game that came out back in 2016 i want to say mm-hmm. if it didn't come out in 2016 that's when i got it for free on plus so i mean i can do a quick <laughs> fact check if you want what's the release date <laughs> yeah. but anyway basically this game is a kind of boss rushy mix of melee combat and twin stick shooter type of 2016 you're all right hold on look at me go I've defeated four bosses. I'm on the fifth one at the moment. They're all very kind of cool. The whole premise is that this dude, I don't know his name. I don't think he's been given a name. has been locked in this very strange prison. And these people are acting as jailers. And, you know, you got to kill these wackadoos to escape. And wackadoo's a bug snack, funny enough. It's not. Ah. Sorry, carry on. Carry on. <laughs> but essentially, I've basically been taking the uh, method I did with Cuphead, where I would just kind of play this game while I'm talking to people. And, you know, it takes learn way the longer than it should. Yeah. Well, the difference here is that this game is actually hard enough to where I'm not going to accidentally beat something while oh, I'm nice. talking. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, like. Everyone's gimmick is kind of cool. The first dude was a decent introduction. Uh, the third boss has like this time manipulation mechanic that's really cool. Uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> you look like you look, you look like you. Sorry, I, I have like more to say. I just am like missing. It, it looks like I'm you just looked say. into another dimension, dude. It just looked like you were like you were just, like, you were just like. You, you let you were just like you were just like <laughs> okay so what i think future, i was dude. trying to say was, the future. was uh each phase of the boss comes in like two steps the first step is kind of just wearing them down with your ranged yeah. attack and then once you get that part of their life far gone you get up close and can smack them with your sword it's a really cool way to do things also the boss fights almost work as a <laughs> tennis match because your health bar, <laughs> a tennis match where you beat each other senseless. Uh, your health bar, My kind of every time that you go down, you uh, it comes in like three sections. You get basically two extra lives. And every time that you complete a phase of the boss, you get one of those retries back, essentially. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. I don't think it works that way for the boss, so you don't actually have to like win by two, so to speak. But it's a nice <laughs> mechanic. To mitigate mitigate frustration because you could essentially if you do it right just kind of limp your way along to the end nice no. but yeah it's an interesting game and i'm fascinated to see where each of the uh other bosses hold in store for me do you know how long it is out of curiosity uh, i don't know i assume it's pretty decent size actually i imagine like maybe 10 12 mm. bosses total i'm not sure i'm on like five right now you know one complaint i do have is it seems like each boss seems to have one phase that kind of ruins it like it seems to be phase three almost every time too with the yeah. exception of the third boss where 
his was the first phase was kind of boring because it's just this barrier. Like think Dingo Dial, but he reflects your attacks. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you can't jump <laughs> over him. So it's just uh-huh. a very slow start. Once you get to the other phases and die again, it's like, oh man, I gotta do this part. But the guy after that, the third phase, it's like the dude's like this weird aquatic based fighter. So he's just popping in and out of the water and you can barely get time to shoot him. It's very annoying. Oh no. But no. Yeah. What would you say, Hunter Overall? Would you recommend people give it a check? If they haven't already. Uh, very old game, actually. <laughs> Maybe everyone's Yeah, it's like, it's like four years old. If you've heard of it and were interested in it, you probably have tried it out by now. But if you like like hack and slash type of stuff <laughs> that also does that also knows that boss fights are very cool. I'd say give it a try. It's very challenging, but you know it's rewarding once you get the hang of it. Nice, mm. nice. Before we move on to your game, Kyle, there's just one little thing that I remember. If I don't say this, then I know um, Sam will kill me. Um, I did also play uh, a cheap indie game that me and Sam both played on the eShop that came out last oh, week yeah. with Lo-Fi oh, Ping yeah. Pong. You said it's like a tennis match, and all of a sudden I'm like, fuck, Lo-Fi Ping Pong. Um, <laughs> I need to mention it. Um, so yeah, Lo-fi ping pong is like a game that's like three dollars on the eShop right now. Uh, three, it's like minimal than five dollars if I remember. But it's basically like a rhythm game where uh, just plays lo-fi music and you just it's three in- button inputs. It's really fucking simple. The UI shit, but the <laughs> gameplay loop itself is actually really fun. So if you haven't played, if you've been looking for like a really cheap rhythm game that you can play for like an hour, or if you have a board, the Switch to for me is this great system where. If you have a board, you can just pull it out and play something for 10 minutes. It's one of those games where it's perfect for, hey, you need something to keep you entertained for 10 minutes. That's a good game to kind of play. So play it. I've also heard that, uh, one, the patterns don't change. The patterns aren't based on a song. So in terms of variety, it's more about getting into the groove of the actual music rather than memorizing a set of button inputs. So that's cool. And two, if you actually buy it on Steam, if you don't want it on Switch, uh, you can input your own music and the game works to oh, that cool. own music. So there you go. Uh, that's pretty cool. I recommend you guys check it out. It's super cheap. Yeah. It's super cheap. It was made by this Russian dev. Um, I believe he's Russian. Uh, sorry if I'm wrong. And again, I've <clears> just forgotten where you're from. But it's on Steam. It's on Switch. It's super cheap. The story is weird as anything. And I don't understand what it meant at all. It was just very weird. So don't go in it for the story mode. You play the story mode, but don't go in it for the story mode. But it's actually got some really cool mechanics behind it. So I'd recommend it. And you can also use all the mechanics on all of the songs. So even though three levels will be set to have two balls instead of one, you can then go back to all the other levels and add that modifier on top and play all the levels with all of the different modes. So it's really cool. cool. So there you go. I mentioned it, Sam. I did you justice. Kyle, (laughs) what have you been playing, finally? All right. So I have... (laughs) What's taken over my life... (laughs) is a little little fighting game called Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. See. Uh it's a it's a big crossover fighting game came out back in 2018. I picked it up last year and w- picked it up all the DLC, every, everything was on sale. And I'm like I need a new fighting game. Smash is getting kind of boring. Unfortunately, I was in college when I picked it up and I didn't have time to learn a fighting game. You were doing college, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, That's all you well, should be doing. Everyone, everyone, everyone knows that the college experience is learning fighting games and sleeping. Dude. That's what everyone knows. It's a fact. 
or you're drinking one oh. or the other, but it's very specifically <laughs> drinking or learning a fighting game. <laughs> no, no, nothing else. Nothing else. What's an education? One extreme or now? the other. <laughs> What's an education, dude? Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. Go on. Cal. So, so yeah, I picked it up last year and I played it for like three or four hours and then put it away because I'm like, okay, I played the boring story mode and I guess the only thing left for me to do now is to get good. Unfortunately, I didn't have the time to get good. So it sat on my Switch for a year, unplayed. And then in the last couple weeks, I think I've put like 50 hours into it. (laughs) Good job. No big deal. So So, for anyone that's new, what kind of is the gist of Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue, whatever you call it? So... I think it's I think it's Blaze Blue. I don't know why there's no E at the end of I think Blaze. I, I want to say but Blaze, but it's also it could be Blaze Blue. Uh, who knows? I I still alternate between the Someone two. Will Anyways, us if we're uh, wrong. <laughs> Beauty of the internet. So Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue. It's a crossover. Like I said, it's a crossover fighting game between the Blaze Blue franchise, Undernight and Birth, which was nominated for Game of the Year. I appreciate Hunter for picking that Game of the Year or fighting Game of the Year. Fighting game of the year, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Persona Arena, and weirdly enough, Ruby? I I don't know how or why they got Ruby as the fourth rep, but, you know, make, the characters are cool. It makes me laugh. Cool things, so. got another spin-off, kind of, in a sense. Even after Persona 5's <laughs> out, Persona 4 still finds a way to make more use of its characters and spin-offs. You love to see it. Persona 3 fans are crying, mm-hmm. but, you know, they'll live. Hey man, there's Persona 3 characters in this game. Oh, even greater. Cool. Fuck you, Persona 5. Fans. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Only the real characters. They don't have a fighting around. game yet. Oh, yeah, that's true. Not allowed yet. Not true. I forget, I always yeah, forget yeah, that Persona 4 Arena Ultimax had Persona 3 characters in it. I always forget that. Yeah, dude. Mitsuru, Akihiko, Elizabeth, These are all and just names I guess. to me at the moment. One day. One day. <laughs> but yeah, the four of them show up. It's great. Um,. You get good good music, good Persona music, good Ruby music. Um, but basically how the game works is that um, you pick two characters and then you go into a, you just go into a fight. Whoever loses their two characters loses. So that was another reason why I didn't wasn't too in too much of a hurry to learn the game is because I thought that learning two characters would be kind of difficult. Because not only do you have to understand how two characters work, you then need to pick two characters that synergize with each other mm-hmm, and co- yeah. basically cover each other's weaknesses. Which, fortunately, I think I stumbled into that group very, very easily. My pairing no at the moment... Team Katana. <laughs> team Katana. My pairing right now is uh, Narukami from P4 and um, Yuzu from Undernight. Great, great character. I love everything about her. I know nothing about her, but she is everything to me right now. Elbow. The people's elbow. Dude, I I don't know if you yeah. remember, Hunter. I told you Honestly. elbow was a fucking useless move. I'm starting to make it work. And this oh, is yes. every, Just like this the is people's my elbow. Everything. It's my everything <laughs> right now. <laughs> Nice. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, but yeah, um, the game's been out for a while, and 
honestly, it's still a really good time to try and get into the game. Um, it was actually, it's still being played competitively, or at least it was back when we had events. Um, it was played at Evo, Evo 2019. The grand finals got streamed for that. And then Evo Japan this year, back in January, um, grand finals for that were streamed as well. So I've had quite a backlog of of matches to watch and try and learn from. A lot of fun. A lot of fun playing the game. Um, I do eventually want to branch out my characters outside of Narukami and Yuzu, but awesome. right now they're just they're just what I'm comfortable with. Um, if you want to see more, like I've been posting clips onto my Twitter. I have I've recent earlier today I even set up a little what's I don't know what it, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like a little page that's just full of all my highlights. I made I made a thumbnail for it and everything. I I did my work. It looks cool. It was inspired by the Persona 4 um, all-out attack. Persona 4 all-out attack I design. Oh, I see. I stole the idea from Ethan. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way. HGO episode, I don't know, 20-odd? It was, that was when we said Game of the Year so far. I'll go check, because apparently this is a very fact-filled episode. Um, <laughs> 17! Wow! Way 17. back! Throwback! <laughs> Uh, that was in like June. Yeah, that, the end of June. That idea's been out for so long, Kyle. I think it's in the public domain now, so I think you're good. <laughs> I think you're good for stealing it. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, you don't own Persona 4. That's what you think. So. <laughs> um anyway, I think I've I think I've said my piece. Um the story mode's really underwhelming. Basically, it's just Everyone is in this weird world where you do tag battles and it's full of people you don't know, and then repeat that four times. Uh, it's like the persona dancing and the, plot, dude. And that's the story. It's like the persona dancing <laughs> plot. You know, that sounds great. These, you are in a world, yeah, you must fight. Like, okay, cool. See ya. <laughs> but, like, you don't go to a fighting game for story. You go there to be bodied online and to body people online. And to complain on Twitter. There's no in between. Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. And complain on Twitter, exactly. I don't know, there's only like a select few characters I don't enjoy fighting, and that's just because they're either super disjointed or just super not fun to fight. Shoutouts to Hilda, <laughs> who just projectile spams and fills the screen with shit. Nice. Great character, great fucking character. Lovely. Um, I think games I think that's smacking having the uh, bullet spam. Oh yeah. <laughs> How active is the community still, Kyle? Out of curiosity. So, so I've been playing on Switch, and they're like every night when I log on, there's consistently like thirty odd people in in the battle arena. Okay. So, and it's typically the same, most of the same people. But, you know, I don't really see a problem with that. Yeah. There are still new players getting into it. I was one of those new players a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. I definitely have heard that the PS4 community is a lot more active. Just that's a usually, much larger that's usually player how it base. Is that's usually how it is for fighting games. Yeah. I just picked it up on Switch because um, I already had the Switch online and I didn't feel like paying for two online subscriptions oh but bug snacks no oh, but bug snacks didn't exist a year ago ethan 
Can you? A world know, without dude, bug but... snacks, imagine. <laughs> um, not me. Um, and then there's all. Oh, yeah. I, I think the game's also on Steam. Was that Hunter? Oh, I said, oh man, world without bug snacks. It's so hard to think about the tedious times of last year as opposed to. I mean, we all thought 2020 was going to be a good one. Yeah. You got bug snacks. Saving grace of 2020. <laughs> Saving grace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's also a Steam version, which I think the player base is like just as active that's, as the that's Switch. usually how it is. Fighting games, except for Smash, most fighting games so, usually are most active on PlayStation, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Kyle, would you recommend it for people? So basically, I, I would. The game has a bit of a difficult learning curve to it, but once, you, once it finally clicks, it's a lot of fun to play. Mm-hmm. Cool. Also, quick sidebar. Um, you can make your your own little like player card and you can also set a custom message. So I've taken the liberty of doing some some advertising of, oh, nice. of the Hot Gamers Only podcast. Hey man. You shuffle that's around who you're game. playing against, that's 30 that potential that's, subs. And that's all we need for 100. Big IQ plays. So, there you go. so if you are here from or Blast Blue, playing against the same person, <laughs> it'll harass them looking at it. But if you came here because I played you in Blaze Blue, good games, unless you're a Hilda player, then I hate you. And also, that's welcome. <laughs> welcome. Be sure to subscribe to keep up to date. Uh, and with that, uh, that has been our show. I'm going to end with a word of warning, guys, because we are recording this so late, literally the day before, that I can give you this word of warning, and it's not out of time. Apparently, I just checked Twitter, and apparently the entirety of Resident Evil 8's cutscenes have leaked online. So, um, <laughs> you know, if you're looking for Resident Evil 8, fucking run for the hills. It's time to do a classic spoiler mute on Twitter and run for the hills, because apparently the entirety of that game just got leaked. So, uh, good luck, boys. Good luck. Um, Nice little spoiler leak for you there. Um, <laughs> 07s. 07s. Best of luck in keeping away from those spoilers. Um, but I just saw that while scrolling through Twitter and I'm like, that's a good thing to bring up on the podcast because I'm sure some people won't know. Last thing you want <laughs> is for something to leak. Hunter looks miffed. No, I'm, I'm debating on whether or not I'd care. There will be people that do care. There will be people that care. Oh, yeah, I understand you doing it as a community service. I'm just trying to decide my own feelings. Ah. <laughs> well, you you do that. You do that, Hunter. I'm sure, I'm sure you won't look. You haven't played 7 yet, have you? No. Ah, you'll be fine. That's the thing. Like, I don't know if I care about getting Resi 8. So if, Not yet, you know, anyway. If, yeah, until... if I happen upon a spoiler, I'm not sure if it would anger me or not hey but hey i've done my so all the cutscenes got leaked yeah yeah apparently every single cutscene's leaked what the heck yes oh my god i would read into it more but this was uh coming from a big boy um john from nintendo life john cartwright from nintendo life said that hey psa all the things have leaked uh (laughs) you know what we've done so much looking up this week that screw it let's do it guys let's we'll go on a wild ride remember guys uh make sure to like and subscribe all of that stuff that uh, we usually do uh does anyone else think it's funny that the guy from nintendo life found the resident evil he's a big he's a he's a fan (laughs) of resi he's a fan of resi dude Uh, um 
But yeah, uh, but yeah, apparently people have already lived, leaked dev builds of Resident Evil 8. That's how everything's getting spoiled because there's been a dev build. Oh, now. shit. So there you go, guys. <laughs> Unlucky Capcom. That's another, that's another <laughs> leak from Capcom. Um, so yeah, good luck. Keep a, keep a lookout uh, or look away even if you are a fan of Resident Evil and don't want that spoiled. But with that, with that <laughs> random piece of news that's just broke, <laughs> that has been our episode of HGO. Hunter, where can people find you? youtube.com slash reaperhunter23 Kyle, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at kdavissrl or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash kdavissrl Definitely did not forget what I was saying midway through that. Hell yeah. And you can find me at chaotic on both Twitter and Twitch. I mean, I forgot two weeks ago. It's all fine. It's really good. (laughs) Uh, Remember guys, next week will probably be a Miles Morales spoiler cast and then we'll see what happens with the episodes going into the new year um well there'll probably be a break in episodes at some point um but we won't do we won't do what usual podcasts do we won't do a kind of funny or whatever where they go away for like a month where they just like most everyone just loads people like tend to just like to disappear for like ages i know ign does that we're not gonna do that because we've got nothing better to do um dude we'll corner the market on podcasts. oh yeah exactly think of all those game Perfect. releases we'll yeah oh oh wait nothing yeah. ever releases in january damn it Oh well. Um, oh, they started releasing things in January in the past couple of years. That's when Monster Hunter came out. Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, and Resi two both came out in January. All the classics, dude. All the classics. But yeah, that has been our show. We'll have to do the January backlog episode. <laughs> the classic, dude. The classic. I don't even have a backlog at the moment. I'm really sad. Um, well, shit. You want one? You've still got Octopath to play. Oh yeah. Do that. Nah. I've got I've got Gage Climate to play over winter break. Please do that. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Please play Octopath. Please. And on that note, that has been our show. Thank you so much for listening or watching. We'll be back next week for more. But until then, have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Toodaloo.